It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 29th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about the Magic's upcoming game against the Oklahoma City Thunder for a little bit, and then I'll talk in a little bit more detail about the Magic's late-game struggles and their late-game struggles of late, which essentially have knocked the Magic off the pace for the playoffs and, and off out of the out of position currently for a playoff spot and in the playoff race. So we'll talk a little bit about that as, as that's been the big storyline for the Magic so far. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Want to get ready for Super Bowl 53 this Sunday? I would definitely check out Locked On NFL, as well as Locked On Rams and Locked On Patriots. Just like there's a Locked On Podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, you're listening to it. There's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA, plus most NFL teams, as well as MLB and college teams to it. You can get your sports fix on the Locked On Podcast Network. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, or use your smart home device. Tell it to play podcast Locked On and the team you are looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The Orlando Magic will get right back on the horse and back in the saddle as they take on the Oklahoma City Thunder at the Amway Center on Tuesday, the annual double overtime trip for the Oklahoma City Thunder to Orlando. That's a joke, I hope. Uh, But uh, uh, Orlando's... One, we had a pretty good record against Oklahoma City over the last few years at the Amway Center, especially they won last year in November. But this is a, a, a obviously much deeper into the season. We're at the end of January, but also a much different a, different Oklahoma City team. While the Thunder have had their ups and downs to get to 31-18, and 18, they are still one of the very best teams in the Western Conference. Their offense is not as prolific, maybe, as you might think with Russell Westbrook and Paul George. They do still devolve into isolation ball and you got to find a way to slow down Russell Westbrook because he is still having an amazing killer season. But this Thunder team is all about its defense. After the Milwaukee Bucks, the Thunder have the second best defense in the league. And in fact, the next two opponents are the second and third best defenses in the league in the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Indiana Pacers. We'll play them Thursday. The Thunder giving up 104.5 points per 100 possessions. Second best mark in the league again. This is a team that gets down and defends. I mean, when you think about those Billy Donovan teams at Florida, especially the really good ones, this is the kind of team you're thinking about. Guys that, yeah, he might let them play a little bit more iso ball on the other end as kind of a reward, and and I think that works better in college than the pros, but those teams really got down and defended hard. They defended well. They did not let anyone score. They uh, locked down the paint effectively. Uh, Steven Adams, one of the best defenders in the entire league, They've got a bunch of switchy uh, defenders. They're very versatile. And then they just have the star power in Russell Westbrook and Paul George to win you games. It's no coincidence that those two players are all-stars. In fact, Oklahoma City's coming off a win 
over Milwaukee. So this is a very, very tough team playing very, very well at the moment. Their leading scorer, of course, so far is Paul George at 27.1 points per game, making up for Russell Westbrook, who struggled a little bit this year, coming back from injury earlier in the year, but he is start he is still playing very, very well. Um, 21.6 points per game, 10.8 rebounds per game, 10.7 assists per game. Averaging a triple-double is just becoming commonplace for Westbrook. The what's really the key here is you gotta turn him into a shooter. Yes, Westbrook will get his points, but if you can keep him from moving the ball and turn him into a shooter and, and limit his obviously attacks at the rim. 41.4% shooting, 24.7% from beyond the arc, 64.9% from the foul line. Russell Westbrook is dangerous, but is not, but is not efficient. And if you could, if you get him to take a lot of shots and kind of bait him into that, I think you can have a chance against this Oklahoma City team, especially offensively. Paul George is the one you got to worry about, and Aaron Gordon, who's going to get the main assignment on Paul George, is going to have his hands full. This is a a very, I mean, Paul George is very, very good, period, that he is playing otherworldly this year and, and is very deserving of the all-star bid that he got um, I, I, that, that he got already. Orlando's going to have its work cut out for it once again. The Magic have played tough with a lot of really good teams. Um, they've risen to the occasion on several, cha- several opportunities um, as a team that They've risen to the the opportunity uh, several times against really good teams like the Thunder. Uh, And they'll have to do it again. And and obviously, the the attention and attention to detail has to be very, very high because you make a mistake, they will beat you. Their offense is good enough that they will do that. Uh, And and Oklahoma City is going to run at a very fast pace. They're third in the league in pace, 103.96 possessions per game per 48 minutes. Um, Orlando's going to have to really control the pace and kind of keep Oklahoma City out of transition, kind of keep those scores down. Oklahoma City's offense is average, but they score a lot of points because they play at a very fast pace. Their defense allows them to force turnovers, get out in transition, or force misses and get out in transition, and that's exactly the thing you want to avoid. Orlando's offense has played decently over the last several games, but uh, obviously not the thing that you're most confident in as a team, as a unit, because it's just not... The Magic's forte. That's not what the Magic are particularly good at throughout this season. Orlando is going to have a very difficult task ahead of it as they play the Thunder. The Thunder are a very, very good team, uh, and this is just this is a, this is not the kind of matchup the Magic can can feel bad about themselves over for the last few games or sleepwalk through for the last few games because this is a team that requires your utmost attention. That's there's a reason why they're one of the best teams in the Western Conference uh, and tracking to you know maybe not compete with the Warriors, but be the team that that gives them the biggest challenge, and especially because they have some of the star power to do that. Tip-off is at the Amway Center at 7 o'clock. It's on Fox Sports Florida. We'll have a complete recap of that game up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, as well as on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. It'll be a good one indeed, as Orlando's had Oklahoma City's number at the Amway Center of late. Played them very tough. They've always played the Thunder pretty tough over the last few years. This one will be especially tough, so definitely one to keep an eye on and watch. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But 
as I often say, this this Magic team can't really worry about the opponent so much. And the, the opponent presents challenges, and I'm not saying ignore them or, or do anything super different. Um, it, it's still about taking care of yourself and figuring out how you need to execute and how you need to play. And that's I think that's just generally always the case with a team like Orlando. They got to play kind of to their own standards. And 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 right now, Orlando isn't quite at that level. In fact, Orlando, I think, can can really look at the tape, look at these games over the last few weeks, and say to themselves, we are playing well, but just not well enough. It deserves mentioning that the Magic have lost six of the last seven games, but in five of those six losses, the game has come down to the very final possession. The overtime loss to the Detroit Pistons. The comeback loss on the D'Angelo Russell 3 to the Brooklyn Nets. Again, the loss to the Brooklyn Nets on a, 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 tip, a tip in by Nikola Vucevic in the dying seconds that was ruled offensive interference correctly, I might add. A loss to the Washington Wizards where the Magic, you know, where Vucevic missed two free throws. Aaron Gordon turned the ball over, and then, of course, Vucevic fumbled the ball out of bounds. And then finally, Sunday's loss to the, to the Houston Rockets. When Orlando's offense went dry in the final minutes, James Harden came alive and gave the Rockets the win uh, at the very, very end. That's five of the last six losses, and six losses in the last seven games that literally came down to one possession, one play, late in the game when the pressure is ramped up. Orlando has had its moments late in games this year. They've had some memorable moments late in games where they've played well. They had the Terrence Ross three-pointer against the Philadelphia 76ers. They had the Evan Fournier game winner against the Detroit Pistons. The impossible comeback that was capped with another Evan Fournier game winner buzzer beater against the Cleveland Cavaliers. You'd be surprised to know that Orlando hasn't been a complete disaster at the end of games. But it's lately where the Magic have been poor. Orlando, for the year, leads the league in close games. Close games being defined by NBA.com as any game within five points in the final five minutes. Orlando leads the league with 30 close games. They're 13-17 and in those games. And it's worth mentioning, among the teams in the top, let's say top seven, only two, among the teams that have played the most close games this year, only two have a winning record. The Brooklyn Nets at 15-14 and 14, and the Denver Nuggets at 20-8. and eight. If you've talked to me about clutch play online or anywhere, I'm one to say those final two minutes are not any more meaningful than the first two minutes. I also have another saying that I like to give. Good teams don't win close games, they avoid them. And it should be noted that the Golden State Warriors have only played 21 close games this year. They're 26th in the league at that. And they're 13-8. and eight. The other teams that have played close game, few close games, the Wizards, the Hawks, the Suns, the Cavs, not the highest quality. So not, a lot of cor- not always a correlation. But the fact Orlando has played so many close games should be a sign of two things. One, A, Orlando's not getting blown out as much. Orlando's played 30 of their 50 games down to the wire. 
But it's a sign that, yes, the margin for error is very, very small for this team. The Magic can get themselves in close games, give themselves an opportunity to win, that finding ways to scratch out those wins is difficult. And the other thing it tells you is that the Magic are really close to having that record completely flipped. They usually say that, uh, I usually believe that, that a close game is a coin flip. Over the long run, you're going to finish 500 in these types of games. So if the Magic are 15 and 15 in these close games instead of 13 and 17, you're looking at a record of 22 and 28, which doesn't sound great, but you're not out of the, you don't feel so despondent and out of the playoff race. As you would expect in close games, efficiency goes down. Teams start to, to play, lose, kind of lose their structure, play a lot more iso ball, like force feed the ball to their best players. And so you see offenses take a dive. And in fact, Orlando is no exception. Orlando has a, 90, a 95.4 offensive rating in close games. But what you also see is defenses improve. And Orlando's defense certainly gets better at a 101.7. In fact, the Magic's overall net rating in close games is 20th in the league at minus 6.3. So they're not great in close games. I'm not saying that, but they're not abysmal. And like I said, they've had plenty of examples of strong play. But what has changed in 2019 since the calendar turned to January was Orlando is not winning these games. In fact, Orlando's not only not winning these games, their defense late in games is getting worse. The Magic are not good late in games, a minus 16.5 net rating. They're 2-7 and seven in the nine close games that they've played in January. Their offensive rating has dipped to 90.5 uh, as a slew of turnovers and, and just shots that won't go in occur. But their defense has spiked to 107. That might rank better among the league, but it's certainly not 101. If you have a 101 defensive rating, you're giving yourself a chance to win games still. 107 defensive rating, you're giving up points. And especially with the offense struggling the way it is late in games, you're losing that basketball game. So like all things, this is really just a microcosm of the Magic struggles overall. Orlando's defense has slipped this month over the last several weeks. They're not playing at the same level and effectiveness that they were before. And that's something that Orlando obviously has to change and has to fight through and has to find a way to get better at. But what's also interesting to note is it's the key players for the Magic, the players the Magic turn to the most, who have struggled the most in these stretches. Late in games, you want to give the ball to your best players. You want to give the ball to the guys who you trust the most. And here, the Magic's lack of a true go-to scorer is telling because the players the Magic trust the most are struggling the most right now. Late in games for the entire season, Evan Fournier is averaging two points per game. 42.6% shooting in clutch situations, making only 21.7%. He's struggled all across the board. You might say, okay, then don't give the ball to Fournier. Give it to Vucevic. Vucevic is averaging 1.8 points per game, but shooting 37.5% from the floor. He shoots 51.8% from the field for the season. 
So his efficiency drops dramatically late in games. Those are the Magic's two best offensive options at any other point in the game. Terrence Ross is, again, averaging 1.8 points per game in these close situations, shooting 40% and 38.5% from the arc. Aaron Gordon at 0.9%, shooting 45.5% in close situations. Maybe he deserves a, a better look late in these games. But again, I'm one that believes you don't disrupt your offense. You run your offense, and you run your offense through Vooch. And if Vooch can't deliver, he's got to find a way to deliver because he's the Magic's best player. The fact of the matter is, though, none of those players are delivering in January. In January, those numbers are all down even more. And that's that's obvious because the Magic aren't winning in these situations anymore. The bottom line is, like I said yesterday, this this team is kind of who we thought they were. I, I think it'd be silly to say that this team does not have playoff talent. We can clearly see that they have the ability and the talent to make the playoffs. What's been lacking is the consistency. What's been lacking is that little extra bit. Losing so many of these close games, especially lately, is a sign that, yes, this team is close. It is a coin flip away from being winning six of the last seven or seven of the or, or five of the last seven, let's say. They're one or two possessions away from really being on a tear and back in the playoff picture. And they may still very well do that even through this difficult schedule. And the schedule lightens up after the trade deadline. It's, it's really one of the more interesting aspects of the trade deadline strategy the Magic will, will put together. But they're losing these coin flips right now. And they're losing it for much the same reasons. Their shots aren't falling, despite them getting good looks. Their defense is slipping. They're turning the ball over at a higher rate. The fact of the matter is, this Magic team has been really good for most games for about 43 minutes, 42, 44 minutes, something like that. But it's those last minutes, those last four minutes to get you to the finish line, to get you over the finish line that matter the most when you're in this hunt. A team like the Magic is going to play a lot of close games. They're not, you know, the margin for error is small, as we've all said. They're not good enough to blow many teams out. But they're good enough not to get blown out. So they will have a chance in almost every game that they play the rest of the way. Teams like Oklahoma City, like they're going to play tomorrow night, are, are tougher. Obviously, Milwaukee kind of pushed them around a little bit, but that was a four-point game in the fourth quarter. Magic had a chance to win that one, too. Orlando knows it has its work cut out for it. And late in these games, Orlando has to find that extra gear that they just haven't been able to find of late whether it's confidence, whether it's whatever else, Orlando has to find it to win these games. If the Magic want to make the playoffs, they've got to win these close games. They've got to make the plays, do whatever it takes to make the plays and win these games, to keep their focus, to keep their confidence. And that's really the element that's missing right now. That's the element that's holding this team back. The Magic just got to win some close games. It's not about X's and O's. It's not about execution. It's 
It's about it's about execution. But Orlando's got to make shots. They've got to make the right play. They got to dig down and defend. They got to find that extra gear. And until they do, the results probably aren't going to change very much. And the playoffs will get further and further and further away. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Our Zach Palmer has a great preview of the difficult decisions facing the Orlando Magic at the trade deadline up there. We'll talk probably a little bit more about that on Thursday, I want to say, maybe a little bit later. But we'll definitely talk plenty about that as the trade deadline gets closer and closer and closer. Don't forget, to, don't forget too, that you can check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'd be remiss if I didn't point you to Locked On Pelicans to get the latest on the Anthony Davis saga, as Anthony Davis has requested a trade from the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, just know that us here in Orlando... Feel your pain, New Orleans. It's it's not easy, and hopefully, uh, it, it it's quick and painless, uh, and 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 you get your rebuild restarted, uh, jump started pretty pretty healthily. Because uh, if you don't, it, it it's pain. It sucks. Um, but definitely check out Locked On Pelicans as well as Locked On NBA for the latest on the Anthony Davis saga. But that's gonna do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossman Wright. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.